In this bulletin, Australia backs the move to impose a price cap on Russian oil. Climate change and security on the agenda when Deputy Prime Minister Richard Marles and Foreign Affairs Minister Penny Wong visit the US and Japan next month. And in football, the Socceroos with nothing to lose in the World Cup game against Argentina. With the latest from the SBS newsroom, I'm Assam Al-Ghad. Treasurer Jim Chalmers says Australia supports moves by Western allies to impose a cap on Russian crude oil, saying it will reduce cost of living pressures. From December 5th, a cap of 88 Australian dollars a barrel will be imposed on seaborne exports of Russian crude oil. It comes after a decision by Australia, Group of Seven Nations, and the European Union. The measure potentially deprives Russia's war chest of billions of euros. Mr. Chalmers says Australia will continue to work with allies to hold Vladimir Putin accountable for the invasion of Ukraine. European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen says the move aims to bring stability to global energy prices. So this price cap will benefit directly emerging and developing economies? And it will be adjustable over time so that we can react to market developments. Together with our partners, we stand united and firm in our opposition to Russia's atrocious war. The chair of the Russian Lower House's Foreign Affairs Committee, Leonid Slutsky, criticized the move, saying the EU is jeopardizing its own energy security. Deputy Prime Minister Richard Marles and Foreign Affairs Minister Penny Wong will head to the United States and Japan next month for a series of high-level defense and security talks. The pair will visit the U.S. first for talks with their defense and foreign affairs counterparts, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin and Secretary of State Antony Blinken on the 6th of December. The roundtables are aimed at working with Washington and Tokyo to create peace in the Indo-Pacific. Ms. Wong says it is important Australia, the U.S. and Japan work together on on common challenges, including climate change, economic development, and security. A beach safety program targeting Chinese international students in Sydney has been reintroduced for a second year running. Royal Life Saving and Surf Life Saving New South Wales are delivering the course through the network of the National Foundation of Australia-China Relations, Australia-China Youth Association. The free program aims to reduce the number of drowning deaths. Across Australia in the last year, 141 people drowned. Almost half were born overseas. The CEO of the National Foundation of Australia-China Relations, Peter Tai, says there's a large need for the training. There are over half a million international students in Australia and a quarter of them actually come from China, where there's no strong uh, tradition or the culture of swimming. I understand the basic rules of safety. Um, so I think it's quite important to teach them their skills um, so they can actually enjoy Australia safely while they're here. Aged care facilities are hoping to avoid a repeat of last year's festive season when there was a large spike in COVID cases that resulted in deaths. Operators of the facilities are asking families to follow the visitation rules to help keep aged care residents safe from the virus. In the aged care sector, there are 4,381 reported infections, which includes more than 3,000 residents. Across Australia, 58 aged care residents died from COVID last week. The World Health Organization has welcomed China's loosening of zero-COVID policy. Discontent with China's strict policy spilled out onto streets last weekend in the most widespread demonstrations not seen in decades. In his first known comments on the protests, President Xi Jinping told European Union chief Charles Michel the demonstrators were mainly students or teenagers in university fed up with COVID restrictions when the pair met Thursday in Beijing, according to senior EU officials. 
WHO Emergencies Director Dr. Michael Ryan says he welcomes the signs that China is relaxing its position. We're pleased to, to, to learn that the, uh, the Chinese authorities are adjusting their, their current strategies, <clears throat> really trying to calibrate now the control measures that they need for uh, this virus uh, again, with the, the lives, the livelihoods and, 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 and the, uh, the human rights of people in communities who, like all over the world, everyone has suffered. We really want to see that adjustment happen and accelerate. Socceroos legend Mark Bosnick says Australia is going into the World Cup knockout game against Argentina with nothing to lose. Argentina has won two World Cups and finished as runner-ups three times. This year's World Cup has been unpredictable, with seven of the top 20 ranked teams in the world failing to make it to the second round. One of the biggest shocks was the exit of Belgium after a scoreless draw against Croatia. Bosnick told SBS the Socceroos continue to defy expectations. They were severe underdogs to get out in the group, they got through. They suit that role of being underdogs. They developed a real siege mentality, they have a wonderful esprit de corps, a wonderful team spirit, and uh, I think they've got absolutely nothing to lose. So far as I'm concerned, they've already won the World Cup in, in, in my mind, and a lot of people's mind here in Australia as to what they've achieved. They've emulated uh, the greatest ever achievement by an Australian side at a World Cup. With the latest from the SBS newsroom, I'm Assam Al-Ghalib.